Hello and welcome to another episode of Contagious Voice, aka the Time Traveler's Guide to Dragon Riding. I am your host, Jason Morris, and as usual, I am uh, leaving the gym. It's 7.01 a.m. I just got done with back and bicep day. And uh, just kind of picking up the story where I left off, but had some interesting observations today that I thought might be interesting to share. So I'm one of the things that I do when I'm at the gym is I listen to audiobooks, and I've got the playback speed cranked way up so I can get more uh, more in for my time. And this morning I'm listening to, well, this morning I was listening to the Book of Forgiving by the Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu. And one of the things they were talking about was telling the story and the, uh, the essential nature of telling the story to reconcile your pains and get congruence within yourself to be able to move past things. And, you know, when I started doing this podcast, it did not occur to me, at least not consciously, maybe my subconscious was wiser, I just, I don't know, probably, Uh, but it never occurred to me how badly I needed to tell these stories in order to find congruence within myself, and I thought that what I was doing was learning how to tell these stories uh, with the aim of helping other people, and as it turns out, because I hadn't fully acknowledge these things myself, uh, I still had some lingering issues with them, as maybe you saw in, uh, it was a couple of episodes ago, when I just could not bring myself to talk to my father about, uh, about the issue that happened in the woods with the two men all those years ago. Uh, but once I got myself to the point where I could tell the story, suddenly there was this just tremendous healing that went on within me, and I just can't feel the same about it. So it's really interesting, you know, they tell you that, um, how, what is the phrase, a burden shared, a burden shared with another is cut in half, and what I'm starting to find out is that burdens shared uh, with millions makes you able to fly. I guess. As cheesy as that might sound, I can't remember the last time I felt so light. And a lot of it has to do with just getting this stuff out of me. And the funny thing is, is that at this stage in the game, I think I'm like eight or nine episodes in, I really doubt there's anybody listening. I haven't, uh, I haven't wanted to look at the stats because I just don't want to know yet. You know, I'm finding that there is, uh, there's a lot of value in talking about this just for the sake of talking about it. But uh, anyway, in the, in the book of Forgiving, you know, they were talking about the, the essential nature of telling the story. And what I'm realizing as I'm telling the story is uh, it's kind of validating something I already knew, which is there's a cognitive bias that we have. Uh, and it's a safety mechanism. I might have even talked about this before. It is called the negativity bias. And the short version of this is, is that uh, through the process of natural selection, or at least So the evolutionary biologists tell us, if you've got other beliefs, then let's just say that this is the mechanism of God or the universe or whatever to make sure we stay safe. Whatever it is that you believe about the origin of this, we know that it exists. And the short version is that we would not survive very long 
if we always assumed the most positive version of things. So, for example, if we were uh, a uh, you know part of one of the tribes that still live in Africa, and we assumed that every big tan rock hiding in the tall grass or sitting in the tall grass was a a wonderfully safe place to sit down and rest our weary bones. And it turned out that, you know, 50% of the time that big tan rock was a lion. Well, you know, not very many of us would survive to childbearing age. So the negativity bias is by design much stronger than our bias towards seeing the positive. I mean, another example would be if there's a burning building and we really loved cake and our opportunity bias was stronger than the negativity bias, we might decide to charge into the burning building to get the cake because we believe that the cake is more important than staying away from the fire. And I don't think it takes many examples to understand the truth of this. And this is one of the reasons why we tend to feel so strongly and remember so strongly the negative because that mechanism within us is most concerned with making sure that we survive long enough to pass along our DNA. So part of the healing process that I have found, and maybe you'll find this to be true, but part of the healing process and part of the process of gaining enough congruence to be truly persuasive and truly influential and truly be able to move somebody on an emotional level has to do with the ability to find these things within yourself and acknowledge your truth. And as I'm going back and I am digging up past pains, I'm forced to acknowledge the fact that as I'm looking for these sequences of pain and where I had just kind of clumped them in my memory as my awful childhood, as I'm going through and I'm gathering up all of these memories, I'm realizing that there were massive spaces in between where it was all either positive or worst case, just neutral, just kind of normal days. And I had had the tendency to overlook those, but you know, when it comes down to it, the majority of my life has been wonderful. You know, I've been going through all of these instances where I remember anxiety choking out my voice. And while they they definitely did happen, uh, you know, in my memories, if I just left that, you know, kind of that solid block of pain that was there to prevent me from getting up in front of people and talking about things that I was passionate about. But if I just left that chunk there undisturbed and didn't really look closely at it, I would have completely ignored the fact that there were these huge pieces of uh, you know, it's just, just many, 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 many sequences or many instances of absolute joy. You know, like I don't spend time dwelling on my first kiss. And I don't spend time dwelling on the first time I, I held another person's hand. And I don't spend time dwelling over the joy that I felt when you know, my children were born and I don't spend time dwelling over the way my wife looked in her wedding dress. We don't dwell on those things because the reality is, is that joy is common. In fact, you don't even have to seek it out. All you have to do is notice it. And, you know, even as I'm telling this story, 
I'm, uh, you know, I've gone from the gym now to the parking lot of Walmart. I've got some food I need to pick up to make breakfast. And I'm watching as this young man has stopped to help this older woman load her groceries into the back of her van because it's cold out and she's obviously struggling with this stuff and he had no reason to do this. You know, they're not related to each other. They're, they're, they're of entirely different ethnic backgrounds. I, I mean, just their dress is different. Everything about them is different. It screams difference. And yet here he is just stopping to commit this random act of kindness. Whereas I just left the gym and there were 15 televisions on and every single one of them is portraying the latest atrocity from all over the world. And so the tendency is to think that this stuff is just everywhere. And we'll believe it if we don't stop and examine it. Examine your life from one instance to another. Don't just go from grief to grief, but try and piece together the days in between. And what you're going to realize is that it is mostly good. In fact, it's probably 99.9999999% good. And if you're one of the rare folks who is living a life where that is not true, then I, my heart goes out to you. Because I really think that in examining this about myself and having to acknowledge the things that I've overlooked, just, you know, it wasn't intentional. It's just the way that mechanism worked. You know, the old part of me is trying to keep the young part of me safe. But if you were one of those folks who knows nothing but sorrow, you know, my heart goes out to you. And maybe it's for you that, uh, that I'm trying to get out there because I, you know, I've just had this nagging sense that I'm not doing enough. And then I feel like all of my time is wrapped up in the day-to-day struggles of trying to make money and save for retirement and put the kids through college and all this kind of other stuff. And what really matters is reaching out and being able to truly just stop. Uh, you know, just stop the time traveling. Just stop going from past to examine the hurts and then projecting ourselves forward to try and dodge future hurts and just get wrapped up in this whole, you know, time traveling dance of, of trying to avoid pain and just be present in the moment long enough to see another person and acknowledge the pain in their eyes and recognize that it's a reflection of your own pain. And in that moment of clarity, share the truth of humanity. and reach out a hand and maybe touch another soul and maybe lift someone up and I think that's what this is all about is you know the process of sorting it all out and digging deep to find the truth and acknowledging that the truth God, it's corny, but the truth will set you free. The truth will give you wings. You know, there's this phrase that I've been rolling around with. One of the things that I like to do is design inspirational posts. And it goes something like this, that uh, within every one of us, 
lives a phoenix desperately fighting to rise on the broken wings of hope. And I think that's what we all are, or at least that's what I'm feeling like I'm discovering here as I share this story with you, my audience of none. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And, uh, I don't know, you know, I was telling the origin story and I, and I had intended to just go from one painful instance to another to, to, you know, give the moral of the story to tell you my truth and help you out. And I'm realizing is that half of my truth I've been ignoring and it's been the better half. So I think I'm going to spend some time this morning just reflecting on gratitude and maybe just going back and trying to remember all the good times and dwelling on that for a little bit and see if maybe tomorrow I wake up in a better place. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a message that I can start carrying forward as well. So, anyway... Those are my thoughts for today. Uh, I feel like this was a little bit disjointed, but um, maybe that's part of uh, trying to find the authenticity of this whole thing is that it doesn't always make perfect sense and there's not always this nice wrap-up that ends on a beautiful sound bite that uh, will carry you into your day and resonate with you while you're enjoying your coffee. Maybe sometimes it just makes you stop and wonder What have I been missing because I haven't been paying attention? What have I been missing because I've been time traveling? And ignoring the simple joys of the presence. So, my dear listener, listeners, maybe, maybe it's possible. I wish you peace. I wish you passion. I wish you purpose. And more than anything, I wish you presence on the path. Because the path is good. The path is beautiful. And maybe one of these days, you and I will bump into each other. Take care. Have a nice day. I'll catch you on the next episode.